This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Hi, and welcome to this episode. And today I want to talk about why connecting to your desires is essential as a visionary. So I was conscious as I was thinking about this earlier that desires is a strong word, isn't it? You don't get people walking around saying, so Lisa, what do you desire today? What are your biggest desires in life? You know, we don't use that word really, but I'm using it really deliberately because I want to really stretch you. So it's not just what you like doing, what you love doing, but what do you desire? When I say desire, what I mean is that feeling deep in your heart and soul. So you might desire a beautiful home, a home that you can be luxuriating in and feel amazing in. Okay, I might be talking about my desires here. (laughs) You know, where it's just the place of your dreams. You might desire freedom in all its aspects, you know, in your work, in your life, in how you are, in your relationships, everything. You might desire a beautiful circle of friends who get you, who can be with you, you know, and can hold you in your biggest potential. You might desire to move. You know, I really desired moving to the coast to live near the beach. That's been one of my big desires in the last few years. I've had a desire to create my business so it feels like I'm on holiday all the time. I have a desire that my business turns over millions of pounds a year and impacts on thousands and thousands of people. Can you feel how big these things are? It's connecting to almost beyond the predictable, beyond the probable, to what would I absolutely love? And when I imagine desires, I imagine I can feel it right in my gut. It's not even a heart sensation for me, which is more of a love sensation. It's more that it's in my gut. It's kind of like, oh, I just, I want that so much. And it feels so right for me. And I know it's right for me. And I know it's happening. I can feel it in my gut, right? I can feel that desire so strongly. And no matter how illogical it seems or how much I try and talk myself out of it, that desire still sits in me. And what I find often when I talk to people who are not living the life and doing the work that they really want to do is they still have the desires, you know, that when you start talking to them and when you start to get beneath the surface, you realize that they have these big desires. They're just not letting them peep out into reality. So they stay as dreams. They stay as one day I might when I've got enough money, when I retire, when the kids have left home, when it makes sense somehow, then I'll listen to this stirring in my soul, this feeling in my gut, then maybe I'll do it, you know? And the sad thing is that it's kind of the wrong way around, that when you have a desire, your job is to follow the desire and to really tune into it and really feel it and feel what it means and let it expand and grow with you and be like a child with it. A child doesn't get a desire and go, oh, that's not really possible. 
I don't think I can make that happen. The child goes, wow, I really want that. I really want that. And I'm going to keep talking about it until somebody gets it for me. (laughs) Or is that just my daughter? I think for all of us, we have these desires. So you may not be used to tuning into this place. You may not be used to using that word. When I initially say it, you might think, what? What does she mean, desires? I I don't think about desires. And we don't because we're not conditioned to do that. But I guarantee to you, if you sat and you just started to journal, started to doodle, started to mind map, started to let your mind wander, however you get to be creative, you'd start to connect and go, oh, actually, I've always wanted that. That is a desire of mine. And even as I'm saying that now to you guys, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, what about horse riding? I've always wanted to learn to ride properly, you know, to be a good rider. Oh, yeah, that's one of my desires. To go and see the Northern Lights, that's one of my desires. To travel the world, that's another of my desires. And so when you start to kind of like take the plug off and open up this swell, you'll find that these things start to come. And one of the things I often get people to do if they're really kind of disconnected from this space, they've just never really thought about it even, is to write down like 50 desires. And normally when I say 50 desires, people have this sharp intake of breath, you know, 50, oh my God, I can never write down 50. But so just get a, a notepad and a pen, pen, carry it around with you. And every time something pops up, just write it down in your notebook. And what you find is that the first 10 or 20 is quite hard. And then you start going, oh, yes, and this, and this, and this, and this. So it's a way of being fully expressed, thinking about your desires. It's a way of really allowing these things free reign and letting go of that logical brain, stepping into that childlike space, stepping into that space where anything is possible. And you know that if you want it enough, you know you can have it until we get educated out of it or until our brain gets involved. (laughs) So sometimes that's what happens, right? Your brain gets involved and your brain says, wow, you might want to live near the seaside, Lisa, but you know, it's a global pandemic and we know that there aren't any properties at the seaside now. So that's probably not going to happen. If you move to Bournemouth, Lisa, for those of you who know my story, you'll know I moved to Bournemouth last year. You don't know anybody in Bournemouth. How will that work out? How will you get support? How will you manage as a single mother with a child? Can you feel what our brain does? It closes down those desires before you've even got to play with them, to connect to them, to luxuriate in them, to have fun with them, to ask what if, which is one of my favorite questions. What if I did live near the sea? What would that be like? Oh my gosh. Imagine if I got to walk my dog on the beach every day. That would be amazing. Imagine if I got to do work where I just got to talk to visionary founders all day, every day. Oh, that would be awesome, right? So you can see how these things start to emerge. And as you sit with them, as you let them just go through your body and you start to embody them, you start to play with them, then the answers, the ways forward become clear, but only if you don't let your brain shut them down in the first instance. So why are desires so essential as a visionary? Well, because as I said, they are beyond the predictable. They're the things that don't exist yet. They're the things that you just have a stirring in your soul about. And I'm all for people creating soul-led, purpose-led, meaningful businesses where you just 
cannot give up that business. Even if you won the lottery or everything you ever wanted got landed to you on a plate, you would still do that work in some sense, in some form, because you just love it so much. That's what I want for everybody in the world. Just a small ambition of mine. But for visionaries, it's so important because so often we're trying to vision from a place of predictable and practical. And that's not where vision sits. And it's not where creativity sits. And it's not where innovation sits. And it's not where your most brilliant idea came from. You know, I can guarantee you that if you're a visionary founder listening to this and you've already had a big idea, then that big idea probably came to you when you were sitting on a sunbed on holiday or when you were running or when you just had this random conversation with somebody and then this idea popped into your brain. And it will connect back, if you really look at it, it will connect back to who you are and what you've always wanted for you and the world. So for me, I've always wanted a different way of living life. I've always wanted life to be easy and fun and joyful and amazing and to live my life in a way where I'm having adventures all the time. That's how I want to live life. That's how I've always wanted to live life since I was a child. So no surprise that's my mission now. And that's what I've done in some form, certainly as a child. And then from my mid thirties, I had my lost years where I forgot that was my mission (laughs) and I lived the practical and and, um, predictable life, which was not fun. I have to tell you, it was not fun for me. Now I'm living this life again where I get to play and talk to amazing people and create amazing things and make more money doing that than I ever did being in the kind of, you know, the standard way of living life. So there's so much possibility here. There's so much potential here. And I've talked about time before, but it's intrinsically kind of linked to this subject because you can't connect your desires and go on a imaginative wander in your brain if your day is fully booked on in meetings or on Zoom from nine to five. So it's also really essential that you create time and space, that you have this time built into your diary because where you truly add value is your vision and your new ideas and that kind of like, huh, I think there's a different way to do this. I think we could create something different. I think there's something here that doesn't exist yet. Why don't we do that? And it probably makes no logical sense. And you'll probably find that when you first start sharing it with people, maybe in your organization, if you're running one, the people look at you a bit like, what? Uh, how, what? <laughs> how does that link to what we're doing? I don't get it. And that's okay, right? Because your job is to be the leader. Your job, well, more than the leader, your job is to be the visionary. Your job is to stand out front. Your job is to feel it and then embody it and then communicate to other people. So that's, again, why you need to connect your desires, because you need to have embodied it first. You need to have let it go through every cell of your body. You need to get excited about it. You need to start scribbling down notes on a piece of scrap paper and really being embodied in it before you can share it, before you can create co-visionaries in your organization around it. So I wanted to talk to you about this today because I can feel more and more for myself. The more I've allowed myself space, the more I've allowed myself this imaginative thinking time. And this week I have virtually nothing in my diary for three days, quite deliberately, so that I can lay on my sofa and walk on the beach and just connect to the next stages of what I'm doing and what I'm creating in the world. 
And this connection to desires and listening to that and tuning into that and not impulsively going, oh, I'm going to burn everything down and just go in that direction. I actually don't do that anymore. I have changed that way in the past. It's not pretty. So I don't do that way anymore. I actually, even though I'm quite an impulsive person, nowadays when I have a desire, I actually like to sit with it. I like to kind of feel into it. I like to just sit in my own private world with it and let it kind of merge and form and play around until I get a stronger sense of what it's all about. And this podcast is a great example of that. It wasn't the most next most logical step in my business, but I just knew I had such a desire to do this podcast, to bring visionaries together, to get my voice out into the world in a bigger way, to really be able to impact on thousands of people, not just the people that I was working for big fees in corporate with, but for everybody who feels that sense of that visionary essence in them. And this has been one of the best things I did. It's now I'm on the top 5% of podcasts globally. I'm having a ball. It's brought me in business. So practically it's worked because I love things that are profound and practical, as you'll know if you've been listening to this podcast. But it was though it was that that really created the shift for me. And it came from a desire, a desire to reach more people, a desire to be more mass market, a desire to put my voice and my learning and my everything I've learned in the last 15 years as a business consultant out into the world. Another one I've just mentioned is living near the sea. I used to live not far from the sea. I was only like a 20 odd minute drive from the sea where I used to live in West Sussex. But I just knew I needed to live near the sea. And I have this like funny thing that I literally, I can be in the worst mood and I step onto the beach and I it just, I feel happy. That's the only way I can describe it. And the more I've tuned into it, interestingly, I've actually, I've just realized I've said that, that when I, I've always loved the sea, I've always loved being on the beach and the heat and all of those things I just adore. But actually I've realized as I'm saying this to you guys today, that I've tuned into that so much and I've connected that desire so much that now when I step on the beach, I'm instantly happy. It literally lifts all my cares. If I'm ever going to think about anything, if I ever want to just, you know, noodle around in my brain, I'll do it on the beach because it's where I feel happiest and where my brain is most free. So that's interesting, actually. I hadn't realized that, that because I've embodied it, because I've connected to it, because I've had that feeling so many times that now it's like almost like snap and it's there. I feel happy with it. I feel embodied in it. So that's really interesting. So I'm connecting all the time to my desires. And you'll hear as I talk about this, I'm not just connecting to my desires in work. I'm connecting to my desires across my whole life. And again, you know, that whole life perspective is so important that I don't want to just have an amazing business that makes millions and, you know, that I love. I also want to have an amazing life partner. I want to be there for my daughter and enjoy every minute of being with my daughter. I want to live in an extraordinary house. I want to live near the sea. I want to travel. You know, can you feel all these things that are in my energy and in my soul to do? And I'm sure they're in yours too. That when you really connect to it, you think, God, I, I'm that time with my family. I really want that time with my family to just chill out and do silly things. And I went to water park this weekend with my daughter 
near here in Bournemouth called Splashdown. And you just spend the whole time terrifying yourself going down big slides. <laughs> and we bumped into some friends of ours there. So we ended up hanging out with them. And it was so fun, right? And I thought to myself afterwards, that's actually a great thing to do because when you're hurtling down a slide in the dark at great speed, you actually can't think about anything else. <laughs> you actually have to be in the moment. <laughs> I would choose other ways to be in the moment, but I have to say it was brilliant fun. But, you know, I want to be able to do those things. I don't want to be working at the weekends. I don't want to be working in the evenings. I'm not prepared to do that. I want to create an extraordinary business and have an extraordinary life. And that's the new paradigm and part of what I'm talking about in this podcast. So there's a number of things I have connected to my desires and they've happened. Moving to Bournemouth was one of those weird kind of desires that we were walking on the beach in Hove and Bournemouth just popped into my brain. I have one friend that lived in Bournemouth at the time and it just popped into my brain. And I said to my daughter, hey, what about Bournemouth? Maybe we should check out there to live. And she kind of looked at me as if I was a mad person. And again, if you're visually, this will happen to you. And went, what? Why Bournemouth? And I said, I don't know. I just have a feeling we're going to go and live in Bournemouth. <laughs> and literally, I hadn't researched Bournemouth. I hadn't looked into it. I knew one person that lived in Bournemouth. It made no sense. We've been here for nearly a year now. And I have to say, oh, my God, it was the best move I ever made, right? Ella is in an amazing school that she loves. We have such beautiful friends around us. We are, fingers crossed, about to move to the place that I really want to live in, which, again, has been a manifestation. I've said ever since we came down here, we're going to live in Southbourne. And we moved to the next place along is a place called Christchurch. We moved there. But I've known all along we're going to live in Southbourne. And actually, I'll tell you this quick story because I talked to the letting agent yesterday and I said, you know, we really want to move to Southbourne. And he was kind of like, oh, you know, it's tricky moving to Southbourne because there's no properties. Everyone wants to move to the coast now that you can do virtual working, all that sort of stuff. And I said, well, I know we're going to be in Southbourne and you pulled the rabbit out of the hat. You did your magic to find me this property. I need you to do the same. I need you to do your magic. Find me the property in Southbourne. And literally, as I said those words, he said, oh, that's funny. There was one that was let and now it's just come back on the market. Do you want to go and see that? So I said, yeah, send me photos, whatever. He said, right, I won't put it back on the market. I'll send you photos. Tell me if you want to see it. And long story short, we're going to go and see it at four o'clock today. So that will make such a big difference to my energy and my life. We're literally five minutes walk to the beach, 15 minutes to an amazing high street with loads of cafes. It's really funky. It's really sort of buzzy, great sense of community. And I know that's where we're going to buy also. So we're renting at the moment, sussing things out, but we're going to buy next year. So when we buy, we'll suss it all out and find out where we want to buy. So I came off the phone and I was laughing. I was kind of like, oh my gosh, just because I reconnected to that desire to be in Southbourne, suddenly the property in Southbourne exists. Now, if you don't live here, you won't appreciate how hard that is to find a property in Southbourne, but it is extraordinary. And this house I'm living in didn't go on the market either. Neither did the one that we're seeing tonight. And that was a manifestation. That was me connecting to my desires and really bringing it through. You know, from a work perspective, I said, about 18 months ago, I really want to work with big visionary founders who are, you know, wanting to leave a legacy in the world, who are absolute life game changers, right? I want to work at that level. 
And about two weeks later, somebody contacted me saying, I know somebody that needs coaching. I think you'd be perfect for her. And there was my first visionary founder, you know, or my first in a long time. So this stuff really works. And I know, you know, I have people who are kind of like, oh, it's all very woo-woo and blah, blah, blah. But it is so, I've had so many examples now where connecting to your intuition, setting an intention, connecting your to your desires will pull stuff into your reality faster than anything practical you could ever do. So I could have been networking and doing this, that and the other and going to events and all of those things in order to find these visionary founders. And what I've found is that the more that I've connected to it, the more I've embodied it, the more I've been super clear that they're my tribe and the people that I want to work with in the world, these people have just found me. I don't do business development. I don't reach out to people. You know, (laughs) these people just find me and my business is more successful now than it's ever been. So I really want to encourage you today to slow down and listen. The first step in connecting to your desires is to slow down and listen. And the whole time that I've been recording this episode, I can feel this beneath my belly button, kind of that, that feeling in my stomach. And that's where I always feel my desires. It's like a fundamental piece of who I am and who I'm becoming in the world. So you may feel them in other ways, inside you, outside you. It doesn't matter. I'm just telling you what I sense in case that's helpful. But I want you to take the time. And I would love you to find a notebook and just write down, start writing down your desires and start being surprised by them. Like horse riding just popped in for me. That I know that's one of my desires. I've just forgotten because I've been busy doing other stuff. And now I'm thinking, oh, come next spring. It's a bit cold horse ride at the moment. Come next spring. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to take up horse riding. And I also have a desire to own a horse one day, actually. So it's reminding me of that. So even recording this has made me think, oh, I might do the exercise too. I might go away and write my desires too. And do them across the whole of your life. And you'll find that the more you integrate, the more you align your desires, the more you'll find that they will come true across your work and life. So I'm leading, I'm setting this visionary example, not just in my business, but with my daughter, with my friends. You know, I've had a few of my friends recently say to me, oh, do you think you could coach me? And I'm like, I don't need to coach you, just be my friend. And we can chat, we'll do whatever you like. But it's because I'm being that person. I'm being, I'm standing for what I believe in. I'm in integrity and I'm really excited and passionate about my life and what's emerging. And when you get to that stage, you will be amazed about what miracles come and how quickly your life and business can transform. So have fun, connect your desires. I hope you're surprised by a few. And do let me know if you want to delve into this more deeply, particularly if you run an organization, you are really looking to take you and your organization to the next level, then I would love to help you. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.